AM and online. This is the University of York's student radio station. One guest, as we always seem to have on the Thursday show, but it's not the one you're thinking of. Hello, Will. Hello. I managed to make it this time, so... Well done. Yes, I am very excited to be here. Very excited to be here for the Thursday experience yes. now. Um, now, I'll, I'll ask you, should we tell the listeners why Josh can't make it? Sure. Sure. Uh, okay. Um, if you want to blame anyone, Josh, blame it on Will. Josh can't make it because he thought we were doing a Friday show again, even though on Tuesday's show I ended it by saying that we'll be back on Thursday at 6pm. Oh, something like that's happened to me a couple times before, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't count on being, like, uh, on remembering things like this. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I tend to be the one making the mistake. I want to correct one error before we start tonight's show. On last Thursday's show, I said Jalen Ramsey had been traded for two first-round picks and one second-round pick. He has actually been traded for two first-round picks and one fourth-round pick. Um, an interesting video that you might have seen today. Um, Brett Favre. Now, you might have remembered Sam Darnold on the... It was the Monday Night Football, the Patriots game, wasn't it? Whatever it was, it was a public execution, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that gave me adequate time to reset my voice. Um, Brett Favre commenting on the Sam Darnold ghost comment. He said, um, and I, I've, I've picked out a few key quotes from his comment, but he said there was a term Michael Holmgren, who used to be the head coach of the Packers and the Seahawks. He used it a lot. It's not a new term and he's not surprised. He said, quote, a young quarterback will have a tendency to see ghosts. I mean, he referenced the increase in the number of good players you have to deal with in the NFL compared to high school and college. And he said the game is faster, facing more exotic defences, his words are not mine, and you have to deal with better schemes. So seeing something that isn't there and being a young player is very normal. And if you can find it, I'd really recommend listening to Brett Favre's full comments on Sam Darnold and his ghost seeing. Quick um, announcement to make. Um, Tuesday and Thursday shows... shows um, by Thursday show, I mean tonight's show, should go up later tonight on URY Podcasts. Um, we haven't, haven't been able to get them up yet because uh, it's a new experience and um, I, wasn't, I wasn't quite aware of how to do it. And um, finally, big announcement for all you NFL fans listening, which should be all of you because this is an NFL show. Um, the games have been moved back by one hour. So the early games start at 5pm this week, as opposed to 6pm, and the late games start between 8.05 and 8.25. Radio by students, for students. You are why. I'm really surprised that I remembered how to get your microphone on. It was That, that was different, because the last two weeks when Josh has been sat in your position, I've never been able to find it. Okay, let's go into the game's previews now. The game's previews. The game previews. As per usual, we're going to go around the room, and by room, I mean just go back and forth between me and Will, and select which games we are most excited about. We're going to be predicting them, and when we think a team is guaranteed to win their game, we're going to lock them in. We can only do this once per week. So, Will, I'll let you have the first choice. Where do you want to go? All right, well, there's one pretty obvious choice, but I'm actually going to go with something that's a, a tad bit more unconventional. I kind of want to look at this Texans-Raiders game we have here. Okay, now, let's do it. Well, generally speaking, I'd say I'd, I'd think that the Texans have a better chance of beating the Raiders. Uh, they've looked 
inconsistent is really the only word from week to week. While they've managed to, generally speaking, pull out wins, they've also had some losses against opponents they really shouldn't have. And even when they have win, it's often been quite a sloppy game. I think that this game is really going to show whether the Texans are the, you know, full threat and likely to win the AFC South, or whether the title might actually go to the Colts, which is especially strange considering how weak that division usually is. Yeah, and my key thing for this game is that um, Deshaun Watson last week had an 81.5 passer rating and two interceptions. He has a 104.1 average now. Um, it seems like the um, best way for them, and I'm not saying that Deshaun Watson isn't going to bounce back, but, but for me, the best way for them to deal with Oakland would be to get Carlos Hyde to run the ball more often. He's only got 461 yards this season. But, oh, sorry, he has. I, I say that like it's a disappointing thing after yeah. seven weeks. Um, the Texans have the eighth best rush offense. And um, meanwhile, the. Um, oh, wait, no, no, sorry, it's the pass defense that's bad for the Raiders. The Raiders have the 32nd pass defense. And um, the. For, oh, no. I need to understand my own notes here. And the run uh, oh the fourth lowest blitz rate I'm going to get there eventually and yeah they've got the fourth lowest blitz rate in the NFL the Texans have 8.3 yards per pass which is fifth best in the NFL so I think they've got to learn to try and use both in tandem this week if they can get the ball to Carlos Hyde a lot like they've been doing and we can get to Sean Watts to pick up it should be an easy win my favourite comment in the build-up to this game was from John Grude and he said if you don't like Deshaun Watson you don't like anybody if you don't like Deshaun Watson you're a miserable human being I agree with that in all yeah, fairness yeah honestly I mean he's been really great we saw some really excellent um, quotes coming out of him you know just kind of explaining defenses and schemes in press conferences and honestly he's just been a really positive force and uh, you know um We've seen him doing a bunch of things like, you know, praying for Patrick Mahomes after he got injured and yep. you know, all this fun stuff. But, yeah, he's been really good. I think that this team is strong but inconsistent, and this is really going to show where they kind of shake out. Because I put, I put the Raiders this point at mediocre to decent, honestly, in a power ranking, and... Being losing against them will actually be pretty fatal to to the. I, I'd say the Texans are in the top ten. Yeah. Um. By the way, the Texans have the eighth best rush offense in the league, mm. and that's going to be important because Josh Jacobs has been one of the better runners for me thus far this season. Yeah. So, okay then. Oakland are traveling. The three and three Oakland Raiders are traveling to the four and three Houston Texans. What is your prediction? I still say Houston takes this. Um, it's not as certain as I'd like it to be, but I still do think Houston have the talent to bail them out of this. And it's going to be a unanimous verdict because I am also going for the Houston Texans. Now, I am going to, um, unlike you, def not defy convention, I'm going to go for the very normal pick in this spot. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers at the San Francisco 49ers. Um, the late game, probably the only good late game, to be honest, um, Oh, no, then again, um, we'll go on to Bram's Patriots later. Yeah. I don't know if I really messed up, but I've only got two late games. But again, I know they've been That's scheduling more. Really. Yeah. I think they've been scheduling like, um, less late games recently, because or fewer late games, I should say, um, because um, they want more people to be focused on whatever they determine the game of the week to be. Mm. And 
So the first thing to mention in this game, the 49ers have acquired Emmanuel Sanders via trade. They've got the best, 10th best pass offense so far, and this is only going to help. Because yeah. let's face it, most of them passes from Garoppolo have been going to George Kittle, the tight end. Yeah. Well, I've only just found out was taken with a fifth round pick. Huh. That's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, Juju was taken with a third, and I thought that was the best thing ever. Yeah, then again, no. if he was the same human being still, Antonio Brown was taken with a sixth round pick, and of course, so was Tom Brady. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. It rounds... proves nobody knows anything. Well, it proves that, you know, high-end talent can sometimes drop because of uh, concerns about, you know, a bunch of different things. So, for example, we saw, um, you know, Antonio Brown drop because people had reservations about him. We had Tom Brady drop because people had reservations about him. Sometimes it works out, like in the case of Tom Brady, and sometimes turns out they were absolutely right to get him so like with Antonio Brown. Yay! Now, the key for me for the Carolina Panthers is that they've got to get... Christian McCaffrey into this game. We know the mm. 49ers defense has yeah. been brilliant this year, but 923 rushing yards. Already? 305, yeah, 305 receiving My yards. God. So that's 1,200 total. And he that's why he's an MVP candidate yeah, for me. No, he definitely. sort of runs this offense. So uh, He is run CMC. He is run CMC. I love that. When, when we still did music before I just decided to upload every episode of the po- as right, a podcast, yeah. I was going to play um, Tricky by oh, run, yeah. run DMC. Uh, if he had a particularly good week but the week we did music he didn't really have a good week because it was a London mm. game against the Buccaneers yeah. so um, yeah I, uh, I didn't in do any it in case, the end yeah. we, we might just do it one week just because especially if he wins MVP I am playing Tricky by from DMC mm. definitely That's fair. now my question about this game um, Kyle Allen versus Jimmy Garoppolo for me for the Niners to win Jimmy Garoppolo has to be far more than just an average quarterback and I, I think at times he hasn't been he hasn't been the sort of player we'd associate with a 6-0 and side for a quarterback. I don't think they're 6-0 and because of him. He is not the reason. He is part of the bigger picture that makes up the reason, but he's not like Tom Brady carrying the side on his back. I mean, you know, you can make an argument that Tom Brady ever really carried, you know, sides on his back and times out of the playoffs, but... Okay, Peyton Manning. Okay, fine. There we go. Russell um, Wilson. Uh, yeah. Right, so that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Russell Wilson any this case, season. Yeah. In any case, I think, yeah, you're correct. You know, the 49ers defense, I think, has been the main reason for their success. They have absolutely. just been absolutely stifling to so many teams. Um, and I think that, you know, if, if they are as good as they have shown themselves to be, they will be able to at least put a, a, a bit of a stop to you know, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I do worry, yeah, like you said, that Jimmy Garoppolo won't be able to make his... Uh, won't be able to... No, fine. Uh, I'm worried that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo won't be able to, you know, work, but I, I don't think that the Panthers' defense is particularly that scary. You know, they're strong, but I think that if... As long as Jimmy Garoppolo keeps on moving the ball downfield, keeps on giving it to uh, Kittle, I think that the 49ers defense should be able to pull them out on this one. Oh, I, I was going to do my big preview before oh, the prediction. Wow. But with 6-0, 49ers taking on the 4-2 Panthers. Will, think it's, Will yeah, thinks it's I think a 49ers, 49ers win. And because I think the 49ers might be the best team in the league thus far, it is going to be close, but I am going to pick the 49ers. Will you have the next pick? Alrighty then. Well, uh, on the opposite end of the uh, happy spectrum for me, it's, it's <laughs> I wonder the which Lions. game we're going it's to. It's the Lions versus the Giants. Surprise. We are going to lose. You are. We are so going to lose, lose 
so badly. Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Danny Dimes, who honestly at this point has more being akin to Danny Nickel. Um, <laughs> That's brilliant. Well done. Uh, don't get too excited. That was probably from Reddit somewhere. But yeah, no, he's not been that good. He's not been that good. You know, I, I don't think that the... I, Lions' rush defense has been okay, and Saquon Barkley is good. Um, but I just I don't know if our defense is going to be able to do anything because that's been the biggest issue, along with some weird play calls on third and long sometimes, is that our defense has just not been able to hold teams to any meaningful, uh, you know, score that allows the offense to to move everything forward and you know as much as Danny has been making these kind of rookie-ish mistakes my biggest fear is that he turns into a kind of Mitch Trubisky where everything's yeah. oh it's his rookie year he'll sort himself out you know he'll be able to you know rejigger himself around he'll get better under coaching and it's like mm, eh, okay so I'm really I'm going to take a more positive view for the New York Giants fan because you mentioned Saquon Barkley's back in this game 5.4 yards per carry thus far this season which is an exceptional stat and the Lions might have if they have one of the worst might have the worst rush defense in the entire NFL for me mm. last week they gave up 142 yards to Dalvin Cook which obviously isn't anything significantly bad because it's Dalvin Cook but they are the 28th worst rush defense in terms of yards per game mm. and um Okay, now I'm going to go back to being negative to the Giants. Um, Danny Dimes has lost his shine, as you say. Six touchdowns, seven interceptions, a 75.0 passer rating. God, those it's are a, Eli Manning level it, stats. It, it is, yeah. And not not once from when he won the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's his fourth... Last week was his fourth straight game with a passer rating of under 80, and he conceded eight sacks, some of which led to fumbles, because we know he's not great yep. with ball security. The Giants have given up 18 turnovers on offense this year. That's the worst in the league. And it doesn't help that the Lions are the eighth best at taking the ball away at 11. Yeah. Stafford had 117 passer rating against a much harder Vikings defense last week. And he is really good at the deep threat. He can lob it downfield and get one of his receivers yep. to catch it. And the Giants are dreadful at dealing with the deep passers. Okay, the 2-5 and five New York Giants travel to the 2-3-1 and one Detroit Lions. The Lions have lost three straight, but I'm going to say they're going to get back in the winning column. Have they lost three straight? That doesn't sound right. No, they, they have lost three yeah. straight. Yep. I'm going to say they are no going to get back in the winning column. The Lions are going to win. Yeah. No, the Lions are going to win this one. I have no real confidence in the Giants, though. Being fair, every time I haven't watched a Giants game, they've won. So yeah. yeah. Oh, you're not watching this? Uh, what time is it at? It's it's the early game. Oh, okay, it's an early game, so I'll try and catch it. So it's five o'clock. Yeah. Five o'clock, people. Not well, six hey. o'clock as per usual. Why have we just randomly moved back? I will not know. Okay, I am going to take a game that at first I thought I wasn't going to rate this highly, but it's second on my personal list. And I think this game has a lot of intrigue. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles of the Buffalo Bills. And here's why I'm taking it. I, I think this is one of the more hard, one of the harder games to call this week. Really? I think this could really go. Yeah, really. I'm putting this pretty squarely got, in the Bills' favor. Well, you've got I mean, an Eagles, Eagles side have... that uh, are will, are going to need to fight to come back, and you've got a Bills side who, let's face it, aren't really great offensively. Um, yeah, but their defense is really the good Bills' this year. defense is brilliant. It's the third best in points yeah. per game and yards per game. The Phillies have gave up four turnovers in last week's game against yeah, Dallas no. and have at least one turnover in all four losses this year. 
Carson Wentz had a 80.8 passer rating. And this, um, this is another thing that concerns me last week. And he's not thrown for and, and less than 200 passing yards in three of the last four weeks. So I'm just going to read it word for word just to make sure. It doesn't help that the Bills are not easy to throw on either. They've got, a, um, they've got the fourth best pass defense in terms of yards per game. The third in total um, quarterback rating. Fourth in completion. Third in yards per attempt. And the Bills are even better when dealing with tight ends. Second fewest in terms of um, REC. I don't, I can't remember what that means. Why are you looking at me like I'll have any idea? In any case, let me put and, it as um, The third as, fewest no. yards, it doesn't help, sorry, that Zach Ertz is Carson Wentz's main target. But yeah. And I saw every time I seem to rule out the Eagles, they fly to another victory. Yes, that was deliberate. Um so I, I think this could be quite an interesting game. It's not going to be the game I'm watching for reasons we'll discuss later on. It's a game very low down my um, list, actually, but it's still the game I'm going to be watching anyway. We can't, we've already mentioned it in the um, preview, but anyway, I, I do think this is going to be a close game because I think they can rile up their team after yeah. last week's utter humiliation. I mean, that was they pretty really bad, but it's the a... main reason why I'm really not that confident in the Bills. They have this... been playing fairly exceptionally this year. You so know, you they... mean Eagles? No, the Bills have been playing pretty well. Oh, no, sorry, you said you're not confident in the Bills in this oh, game. Oh, sorry, I'm not confident in the Eagles this game at all. The Bills have been playing well. They're, what, 5-1? Yeah, and one? they're 5-1. and one. Yeah. But I, and... I think this is the game where Doug Peterson proves if he's a good coach or not. Because if, if they get humiliated again... Yeah, I think then that, that's going to be a that, very warming sign. But if he can rile his troops back to victory, then, it, then he'll show himself once again as this man motivator yeah. who can put together good winning strategies. However, as much as I think it is close, I, I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills are going to win. Will, it's the yep. three and four Philadelphia Eagles taking on the five and one Buffalo Bills. What is your prediction? My prediction is also the Bills are going to win. I absolutely... I don't think it's even going to be that close. I think the Eagles are going to get slapped around like they most oh normally boy. do. I mean, against the Redskins, it... their offense took a while to come online. And back in week yeah. one, like, this is not an offense that'll do well against the Bills' defense. And I have confidence enough in Josh Allen that he'll be able to move Fair the enough. ball and, and keep it scoring against the, the Eagles pretty definitively. Fair enough. Okay, well, you have the next pick. Where All are right. you going? Uh, just in terms of grading by, by closeness of games, I am going to take the Jaguars versus the Jets. I don't think this is going to be I a have good game. I have that 14th for 15. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to be a good game. I just don't think pros. it's going to be a blowout like a lot of these others are just absolutely mm. awful games like Titans Bucks. I think that at the very least, I'll get some fun out of watching Gardner Minshew humiliate the Jets. They had a crushing loss last week, uh, you know, after the briefest of sparks of hope were lit from their victory with the Cowboys. They got ab the Jets got absolutely humiliated on live television. Their quarterback was in a crushing sense of self-doubt. I don't think that they do well this time. I don't think that they really have anything going. Well, I don't think that the Jaguars defense is good especially after that uh, that trade to the Rams I don't think that uh, Sam Darnold is really that great of a quarterback and I think that Minshew is uh, good enough I think that he's improvisational enough that he'll be able to to keep it moving see you want to talk about Gardner Minshew I want to instead talk about the Jaguars rush offense they're the fifth best in the NFL in terms of yards mm. per game Leonard Fournette last week he finally seems like he's getting things together again had a, a 131 yard week and 
this is going to be the interesting matchup for me because as much as the Jets were blown out last week by the Patriots, they were demolished. Yeah. The defense actually wasn't that bad. They held the Patriots running game to 2.4 yards per carry, which is brilliant. Their average Just of three... a shame about the passing game. We'll get on to that. <laughs> Their average of 3.3 yards per carry is the second best in the entire NFL. That's brilliant for the New York Jets. You you say the passing game wasn't wasn't great for the the passing defense wasn't great for the Jets, but they held Brady to a passer rating of eighty point seven, which I would say is somewhat impressive. Obviously, the final yeah. score very not impressive. But they keep um, quarterbacks to an average passer rating of eighty four point six, which is the eighth best in the league. Obviously, what it doesn't matter if you're good at stopping offenses most of the time if your offense keep giving their offense the ball constantly. Yeah. This is what happened last week. Darnold had a 3.6 passer rating and has an average of 64.7 over the season. It's really not being good. not good. It doesn't help as well that, obviously, um, he only got sacked once. He, could, he should have been sacked like five or six times if he'd yeah. not thrown really irresponsible passes that ended up in interceptions. Yeah. And the Jags have a very strong pass, pass rush. They have the fourth, fourth most sacks in the league and the sixth best pressure rate whatever that means. The Jets' O-line by Pro Football Focus is ranked 25th. And this, all for me, is going to lead to a very clear result. The New York Jets are 1-5 and and taking over the 3-4 Jacksonville Jaguars, and I'm saying it's going to be a comfortable Jaguars win. Yeah, I'd say this goes back to uh, uh, 4-4 and four for the Jaguars, and the Jets are going to continue their slide down into mediocrity. Oh, boy. There's, there's a um, Jets fan in my um, seminar. Hello, wow. if you're listening. and it, it is unfortunate. He, every time I mention football, I kind of feel bad about doing it. Yeah, well, I mean, I have a bunch of friends back home that are football Jets struggling. fans, especially, because, um, you know, they are... Uh, well, yeah, so, you know, they're, they are not happy right now. Let me say that. Okay, let's go on to the next game. I'm picking, and I am going to take um, one of the late fixtures. I thought it was an early fixture, if only because it's in uh, it's on the East Coast, or, or close to the East Coast, on the eastern side of the country, just before you kill me with geography facts. Yeah, okay. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns of the New England Patriots. Well, thank God the Browns are fully practiced for this game. Yeah, I know, right? Bill Belichick is so wary of those fully practiced Cleveland oh, Browns. fully practiced Browns, eh? Oh. The Patriots' defense, as I've mentioned, kept Sam Darnold to a pass rating of 3.6. And let's face it, as much as we can sometimes like his cockiness and his... And his yeah, no, insurance commercials. Baker Mayfield might be the worst starter in the entire league this year. The I mean, Patriots, being fair, that's probably just because the Browns are the worst organizations at ruining quarterbacks. They yeah, took, that's I true. mean, you know, while there were reservations in hindsight about the magic of Johnny football. I mean, he was um, never going to succeed, but. Yeah, no, but, you know, at, still. It's nice he's getting his life back together, though, just to be balanced. Yeah, no, he was a high draft pick that really didn't succeed for pretty obvious reasons, but at the same time, the Cleveland. Cleveland Browns organization has not exactly proven the best place for young, headstrong quarterbacks to Absolutely. find their place. Yeah. Just go for the entire list of people they've drafted. Yeah. No. Even like Jeff Garcia immediately became a pro bowler after he left. Oh, who yeah, misses Jeff no. Garcia? Oh. Me is the answer. <laughs> um, now, the Patriots have the second best pass defense in the league and the, um, in terms of yards per game and the best in terms of yards per attempt. 
Now, what's fascinating about this, I've got the number one total defense, num- first best total defense in the NFL, right? Mm. Their top two leading tacklers are Jason McCourty and Jamie Collins, and they were both defensive starters on the 0-16 Browns team back in 2017. Yep. It really, that really is testament to Bill Belichick, or a devastating attack on the Cleveland Browns. Well... It's both, really. Uh, yeah, it I is mean, both. It really is both. Bill Belichick, of course, he has that a bit. Well, at this point, it's kind of almost a self-fulfilling prophecy. When Bill Belichick picks you and says, I picked you because I saw something in you that I think you can do well, that's a very comforting statement to receive because he's so legendary. But also, you know, it is his actual ability to realize that you know, underappreciated talent exists and how to find it and train it and keep it moving. That is the the key to the Patriots. So I've got three notes for how the Patri- how the Browns can beat the Patriots. First of all, the Browns' pass rush is one of the more impressive um, aspects of this team. They're ninth best in the league. Yeah. And from what I can understand, the Patriots' O-line has suffered its fair share of injuries. Exactly. Um, Gavitz has got nine sacks. They're 32nd in interceptions. They've only had 11 this season. They need to pick that up. Baker Mayfield needs to play better. He's had one pick yeah. in every game. Ball security and throwing the right passes are vital. His receiver's doing something, though. It's also vital. They've dropped yeah, no. 15 passes this year. And these are not 15 passes that are, you know, all the Hail way over Mary, there. Yeah, you know. miles away. These are very easy passes that they're dropping. Mm. Third most in the league. So, pass rush needs to get together. Mayfield and his wide receivers have got to be, again, on the same page. And finally, they've got to sort of turn this energy that Bill Belichick is giving them in his disses into yeah. uh, into positive action. Um, according to Jake Trotter on Twitter, who I think is a local Cleveland reporter, old Al Beckham Jr. said Belichick tells him the same thing in every pregame, which is, quote, I hope you enjoy today because there's not going to be much for you. Yeah. They need, if they can turn all of that into positive energy, then they could win this game. Final thing I want to note on this as well, uh, Mohamed Sanu has been given the number 14 jersey. And for those who are wondering why he's not going to be able to keep his number 12 jersey wow. of the Patriots. That number is not currently available and nor will it ever be again. Yeah, it really isn't going to be. The second Brady hangs up the cleats, they're going to put that thing in Statue. gold dust and hang it from the rafters like another championship yeah. there. Yeah. very. I feel like we have like this massive statue culture sometimes outside of yeah. sporting arenas, especially the Michael Brown statue. Michael Brown. Michael Ch- Oh, no. <laughs> Michael Brown statue. Sorry. That really amused me. Michael Jackson statue outside Fulham but he yeah. really deserves a statue mm-hmm. okay the Cleveland Browns at 2-4 and four, travel to the 7-0 and oh, New England Patriots and which way are you going to take this okay so we were discussing this Will. in the, in the pre-show but I do have a weird feeling that the Browns might just pull something are out you going of their for ass. This? You know what? Screw it. I'll go for it. I'll, I'll take Ooh, the Browns. I am going for the Patriots because I have not gone insane. Also, because the Browns aren't playing at home, which might actually give them an advantage. That, that's, a good point. that's a good point. Every one of their games at home because Cleveland continues to be the factory of sadness. Well, the Browns look pretty awful. I think that, you know, for one night of the year, magic might come out, and this one loss will prevent another 19-0 season from Brady, and this way we'll finally be able to shatter his hopes for good. Are the Giants playing the Patriots this year? We did. It, 
Oh, oh, you have, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been perfect if I like we got 15 and 0, 16 and 0. That's a yeah. good point. No. Daniel Jones gets injured early on and Eli Manning leads a 21 point oh, comeback gosh. to win the game. That, that feels like what should happen anyway. Will, Please you have the next pick? Please keep on talking. Please keep on. Oh, okay. No, well, you need to go now. Damn it. Okay. Well, I don't know. There's not a lot of really good games left, so I'll at least go with one that I'm going to think is very funny. We have the Titans versus the Buccaneers. That's my last game. Yeah. Let's put it this way. You picked 14 from 15 from my preference list. Yeah, but I want to talk about this mostly because it's going to be hilarious. It's going to be hilarious. Because this is the most Thursday night football game that isn't actually <laughs> on Thursday night football. This is going to be truly awful. We have the mighty forces of, uh, what did I call them last time? Doinky Kong and Super Mariota? Super Mariota. Yeah, Wait, versus no Jameis Winston and his famous turnovers, whose job is in quite a bit of threat right now because rumors have been coming out that the reconsideration considering the starting quarterback position. And why would I mean, they're not going to give it to Ryan Griffin, though, surely. He's, no, like, like with all due respect to Ryan Griffin, he's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's, is Jameis? That's a good point, but he's, he's at least, he can at least throw balls. Yeah, admittedly. But, you know, I imagine they're going to try and pick someone up in free agency, maybe oh, a veteran. And maybe Ryan Tannehill, with how he's maybe. been playing. Hell, but, you know... In all likelihood, they're probably going to try and pick up a quarterback in free agency yeah. and draft a young stud to mature under. Trade Tom Brady, as, as we're discussing. All, oh, gosh. All, that's, all people that's, in America go to Florida for retirement. That's going to be a different thing in itself. Tannehill last week had a 120.1 passer rating, and um, there was a total of 403 yards for the Titans in their last game, the win against the Chargers. That's a season high. And the Bucks' defense have allowed 30 points in five of their last six games. Yeah. Um, the Buccaneers, um, well, do if you're expecting a good game for them, Derek Henry and your fancy football player, I'd be careful because the Bucs have the best rush defense in terms of yards per carry and yards per game. Best total this season in the NFL. And two of them have come against Christian McCaffrey, who we have just discussed yeah. as a potential MVP candidate. So, um, it's a anything else? Yeah. No, I have to admit the, the Bucs' rush defense is very good, and this game is probably going to be watching wise akin to watching two children fight in a sand pit but you know see I'm going the other way I think it's going to be quite a win for one of these sides because the Titans defense 27.3 yards per drive on average against them that's sixth best in the league they also only give up 16 points per game which is fourth best in the league league hmm. and let's not forget that last time Jameis Winston was playing it was the London game between him and the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Yeah. And he had a 46.8 passive rating. Yeah. Also five interceptions. With, with baking some of his famous turnovers on Many the Many famous play. turnovers. Yeah. So, the, do you have anything else to say before we go into the predictions? Not particularly, the no. The two and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the three and four Tennessee Titans. And I'm going to say a comfortable Titans win. Yeah, I'm going to say Titans as well. Okay, I'm going to start picking games I, I want to sort of do a yeah. bigger preview for. And I'm therefore going to go down my... Um, my depth chart and I'm going to go for the Cincinnati Bengals of the Los Angeles Rams the London fixture I feel like as a patriotic uh, Brit I have to do the Rams versus the Bengals as a big game so let's talk about the fact that it's the apprentice taking on the master it's Sean McVay versus Zach Taylor Zach Taylor well I'm guess he was at the Rams last year wasn't he I think so he, he's one of the McVay disciples because apparently yeah. just hiring a young a young coordinator is the key to success nowadays <laughs> which looking at the Bengals records no it has not been no also, 
Well, if you've ever wanted to see some exotic animal poaching but haven't wanted to go to sub-Saharan Africa to take a look around for yourself, except that's not where Bengals actually live, but we'll just ignore that for now, uh, you're about to see one because this is going to be a execution on the field for the Bengals. The Rams are absolutely going to slaughter these guys. I have no reason to think that it'll be any way else. Save your prediction. The Bengals will continue their tank most likely. I doubt that they have anything good going for them in this. I wonder which way Will's going to predict this game. The Rams last week with Jalen Ramsey allowed 225 yards against Atlanta Falcons. That's their best defensive performance of the year. The Rams are fourth when pressuring quarterbacks, whilst the Bengals' pass protection has been the 27th best in the league. I wonder who's going to win that matchup. And last week, Andy Dalton had a pass rating of just 50.1 as an average pass rating of 77.9, so it's still slightly better than Baker Mayfield. The Rams kept Matt Ryan last week to a 60.6 .6 passer rating. And here's the difference. Matt Ryan is a good quarterback at this level yeah. compared to Andy Dalton, who seems like he should have retired five years ago. Goff, Jared Goff and the offense for the Rams last week looked a lot better. I know it's against the Atlanta Falcons defense, but yeah. to be honest, if your worry is that they're not going to be good this week because last week was a bit unfair they were playing the Atlanta Falcons defense, then you are clearly not thinking about the Cincinnati Bengals defense. 24th best pass defense in the league. Best is a bit of a, it yeah. is a, bit of a push. And the 27th in terms of yards per attempt. Do you have anything else to mention before we go on to the predictions? No, not really. The O and I nearly said seven to no. The O and seven Cincinnati Bengals travel to well, they don't travel, but they do travel. Go to the four and three Los Angeles Rams at Wembley Stadium. I'm going to take the first pick, and I have decided, despite what I told you earlier on, I am locking in these Los Angeles Rams to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Fair enough. I have to say. This is a tempting game for me to lock as well, because I honestly... You, you can know more than happily do I'll that. lock it in as well. I Woo! don't see any way that the Bengals even get close to winning against the Rams. I think this is going to be a pretty brutal one. If they do, the next week we'll both be eating crow and I'll have to spin something about how jet lag really affects Jared Goff's ability yeah. to play. Yeah, see, I was originally going to go for the Cardinals Saints, but I have more faith in Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Yeah than I do in Andy Dalton and the Bengals. Hmm. Have they played over... I, I know Jared Goff didn't play because it was Case Keenum who was right, still close yeah. back when they played for Giants two years ago. Um, but, but maybe they have more experience. I don't know. I know I know. pretty much everything is different from that... Um, that what, what's he called? Uh, Jeff Fisher. That's his name. Jeff Fisher, um, Rams side. I'm sure they're very keen to stress that themselves. Hmm. But... I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm I pretty sure that the, the Rams are going to win, though. Just yeah, on the fact no, that they are I, much, 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 much better. If anything, the Bengals will purposefully lose this, yeah. like the uh, Dolphins did against Tank the Redskins bro. to reserve the tank. Okay, will you have the next pick? All right. Uh, hell, let's go Saints-Cardinals. Saints-Cardinals. Okay, yeah. good pick. And... I've got lock written next to it in big letters on here. Mm. Well, which that's I not really a thing anymore. Deserted. Yeah. Is it okay if I tell you if I change my, my lock later on? No, I'm not going to. Yeah. So, I'm going to try and find my notes. Do you have anything to say whilst I find my notes? Oh, I yeah. Found them. Uh, you know, Terry Bridgewater's been doing really well in Bionic. Teddy. Teddy. I thought you said Teddy. Sorry. Yes, I did. Oh, right. Uh, thank you for that correction. You're welcome. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, or after the Pope's blessing, Teddy Bridgewine, <laughs> uh, is 
currently undefeated as the backup quarterback Indeed. for the New Orleans Saints. And by all accounts, Drew Brees is slowly moving back into the healthy and ready-to-play status. Well, they are still saying that he could play on Sunday, but yeah. still not sure. So at this point, it's looking like the Cardinals aren't really going to have much luck. The New Orleans offense and defense have both really pulled together under Bridgewater. Uh, they look strong and able to do things well, while the Cardinals back up running back uh, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. You yes. should remember that name better than I can, based on last week. Uh, I've tried to block out all memory of that <laughs> week. Um, I don't blame you. But yeah, so Chase Edmonds is a able uh, rushing, but he's an he's an able running back, quite obviously. Uh, admittedly, that was against a pretty sorry uh, Giants defense, but I think that the Saints should be able to comfortably take this one, but, you know, of course, now we have stats and things to back my... I mean, the one thing that made me back away from doing this, because I was a bit unsure about locking them in anyway, so the Cardinals have won three straight. They've looked good in them games. Mm. Um, mm. The Saints... um, talking about them they have a good split between the pass and the rush since Bridgewater took over and and in general to be honest 273 yards in passing 151 yards rushing and the Saints defence haven't given up more than 257 yards in four straight games the Cardinals have had three sacks in their last three games um, this is conceded by the way Mm, so in terms of O-line the Cards have had three sacks in their last three games compared to 20 in their first four Mm. So thank God Kyler Murray's getting protected. His stats for the year, seven touchdowns, four interceptions, 252.6 yards per game, an 86.8 passer rating, and 266 yards rushing. If they can keep him if they can keep him in the pocket, this is an easy win for the Saints. Yeah. If they can't and he starts rushing around and getting rushing yards, then it's gonna be a lot closer. Mm. The three three and one Arizona Cardinals travel to the New Orleans Saints who are six and one. And what is your prediction, Will? Yeah, I think the Saints have this. I think they're a really high-level team. They've had a really tough schedule so far, and I think that they should be able to comfortably beat a middling Arizona team. And yeah, you've just heard me say that I was considering locking them up, so I'm not going to switch to the Cardinals now. I'm going to take a Saints victory. Okay, final pick before we go into five matches, five minutes. And because um, I feel like I need to, and... um, (laughs) It's going to be an uncomfortable time. Let's talk about the Monday Night Football game between the Miami Dolphins hey. and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, if 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 we lose this, oh God, if 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 Pittsburgh lose this, I don't think I'll be able to look anyone in the face for the rest of time. Ah well, <laughs> I feel least, like I don't, at, I don't, you, I don't, at least you'll make them mess up the tank. Yeah, well, well, even even then, that's debatable because they've got our first round draft pick so that could benefit them anyway that's the worst part about it Ryan Fitzpatrick last week had an 88 passer rating but he has thrown 5 picks in his last 5 games Miami have given up the ball 13 times in takeaways which is the 4th most in the league and it doesn't help therefore that the Steelers have been much better this year at getting turnovers 15 so far they are tied for 2nd in the league in getting takeaways the Steelers pass rush have had 20 sacks as well that's tied for 5th in the league whereas the Dolphins have allowed 24 sacks that's the 4th worst the Dolphins also have the worst points per game record and the 30, or 31st in yards per game Mason Rudolph's going to be back this week we 
I mean, it's safe to assume that he is going to be starting and has had seven touchdowns to two intercept, uh, compared to two interceptions and a 102.5 passer rating. And this is the sort of defence he'd really like to throw on and start to gain more yeah. confidence in. The Dolphins' pass defence is second last in yards per attempt, quarterback rating and interceptions. <sighs> I, I really don't want to jinx it. Do you know what? I'm refraining from predicting. All right, fine. Well, the I'll o do it and for six you. Miami Dolphins are travelling to the two and four Pittsburgh Steelers on the Monday Night Football. Will, which way are you and taking since this? Since you have deferred this decision, I will make it for you. The Steelers should tread all over the Miami Dolphins like a worn carpet. This should not be a battle. This should be yet another ritual execution on a football field that takes an hour and change to commit. I swear if you've jinxed this will, I will end you. And you are much taller than me, so that could be a very viable <laughs> threat. Essentially, I am a small, small forward for NBA standards, yeah. I found out this week. Um, okay. I, I, there was a player on last year's Raptors side that was the same height as me, one of the stars. Ah, I can't remember ah. which one. It might have been Kawhi Leonard. Well, Five yeah. matches, five minutes. Let's go then. And um, because we have to rush through these, are we going to do... Hang on, it's not five matches, five minutes. One, two... Yeah, it is. Five yeah. matches, five minutes, and we're going to start with the Sunday night football, the Green Bay Packers of the Kansas City Chiefs. I had this yeah. fifth overall at first. Really? Yeah. I, I don't think this, this is going to be This could be a good game, Mahomes or not Mahomes. I don't think so. I think that if they're having to run with a backup quarterback, Aaron Rodgers is going to absolutely kick the Kansas City Chiefs all over the field. Their defense has looked not very good at all and Aaron Rodgers presents a high lethality deep passing offense yeah. for them to you know fail against their O-line has been suffering more and more injuries as time's gone on and inadvertently injuring their quarterback at the same time which I think is a truly unique failure for an O-line to commit and you know without the the threat and scrambling the Mahomes picks I don't think they're gonna be able to do much now, it's worth mentioning that Matt Moore had a pass rating last week of 89.1, and that's against a relatively good Denver defense when it comes to the passing game. Um, I think the Chiefs not ruling out Mahomes is just mind games. Yeah. It's not really anything else. I'd be very surprised if they play him. The Kansas offense has been third best in terms of points per game and yards per game. Rodgers last week had his per first perfect passer rating ever running um, five touchdowns in that game. But the Chiefs have a good pass rush, 20 sacks, tied fifth. Green Bay have eighth best pass protection, though. And the Kansas rush defense is 29th in the league. So again, Aaron Jones and his vice for the Packers here. The 6-1 and one Green Bay Packers travel to the 5-2 and two Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking a Packers win. Yeah, Packers win. Okay, let's go on to the next game then. And it is the Seattle Seahawks of the Atlanta Falcons. What do we really need to say? Dan Quinn returns to Seattle. And I don't think this is going to go well. Well, Russell Wilson had 65.2 pass rating last week. It's his first time this year with a rating under 100. But that's not really going to matter because they're going to comfortably win. Sorry, did I do that thing where I give the prediction away early? The Atlanta pass defense is 31st in passer rating allowed, 28th in yards per game, and 29th in completion percentage. They are bad. Matt Ryan is questionable, questionable for this game. Yeah, I, oh, let's put it this way. Matt Ryan is um, a good quarterback with a crumbling team around him. Any sense of its former glory long been worn away by the ravages of time. Their defense is atrocious. Their offense is barely better. The 5-2 and two Seattle Seahawks travel to the 1-6 and six Atlanta Falcons, and I'm taking a Seahawks win. I nearly yeah, said Seahawks Falcons win. by mistake. No, <laughs> that would obviously. Have, that would have looked bad. Um, the Los Angeles Chargers travel to the Chicago Bears. 
and Mitch Rubisky last week had a passer rating of 86.3 and it would have been much worse if it wasn't for garbage time the Bears offense are 29th in passing yards per game and 28th in rushing yards per game so it doesn't get much better when you look at um, their rushing yeah. then again the Chargers pass defense gave a 120.1 passer rating to Ryan Tannehill last week what? so who knows the Chargers have one of the worst passing defenses in the league the Chargers should really rely on passing with Rivers this week it's performing very well a 108.3 passer rating last week Austin Eckler had 118 yards and is tied third for most receptions um yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, no. Um, oh, sorry. Throwing short to the running back has been incredibly effective against the Bears. Well, let's put it this way. Both the teams are pretty bad. Uh, you know, none of them have really shown anything particularly exciting this year. The Bears' defense is well-regarded, but honestly, I feel, has been getting yeah. worse as time has gone on. They've been not looking as great, I'd say. B two and five Los Angeles Chargers travel to be three and three Chicago Bears and I am just just gonna save the Bears. Yeah, same. Okay, let's go on to the next game. It's the Peyton Manning Derby. It's between the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis Colts. The setters had a 126.7 passer rating last week, a 101 average, 14 touchdowns against three interceptions. The Colts have only allowed seven sacks this year, which is second in the league, compared to the year that Brissett deputised for Andrew Luck, when they gave up 56 throughout 2017. So, a massive improvement, and that's why he can actually throw the ball like an actual quarterback this year. But the Denver deep pass defence ranked top five in pass rating yards per game and yards per attempt, and has held six of seven quarterbacks to under 250 yards. Then again, it doesn't really matter because the Denver offense has made just 28.1 yards per drive. That's 24th in the league. And Flacco was sacked eight times last week, and they have 16 points per game. That's 29th in the league. Yeah, you know, despite Elway being a, an excellent quarterback himself, he's been really bad at evaluating yeah, these past few deal. years. The Indianapolis Colts team is on a rise despite losing their franchise quarterback and Andrew Luck. And the Denver Broncos are continuing their slide down to the bottom of the standings. V2 and 5 Denver Broncos travel to V4 and 2 Indianapolis Colts, and I'm taking a Colts win. Yep, Colts win. Easy enough. And final game, it's tonight's game. It's Washington against the Minnesota Vikings. Now, obviously, um, Dalvin Cook is going to be vital in this game. Most rushing yards um, in the league thus far at 725. That doesn't make any sense, does it? Um, I'm going to double check that because I think Christian McCaffrey's had more and um, most yards per game at 103.6 again I'm going to check that Washington's rush defense has been the sixth worst in terms of yards per game and the second worst in terms of quarterback rating against which conveniently brings us to Kirk Cousins who a man who knows a thing or two about Washington yep. 10 touchdowns and one interception in the last three games for Cousins but Adam Phelan is out this week so that's going to be a big concern the Minnesota defense is sixth for best in points per game sixth for best um, in yards per game and eighth best in takeaways Washington have had the fifth uh, Washington have had, had, had have had the fifth most in takeaways I can talk again now Adrian Peterson will be the focus of the attack for Washington like he's been for the last two weeks and he knows a thing or two about Minnesota but yeah. the Vikings are eighth best in terms of yards per carry and seventh best in terms of yards per game on rush defense is that enough yeah. stats? Yeah, that's enough stats. Uh, 
Vikings are on the rise. Kirk Cousins has been looking better. You know, the, the reactions against him in the first few weeks were probably just that, first few week overreactions. The Redskins, however, have continued to disappoint under Snyder, and I wish them all the failure in the world. <laughs> what an absolute <laughs> dumpster fire The 1-6 Washington football team traveled to V5 and two Minnesota Vikings, and I'm going to take a Minnesota win. Yeah, Minnesota absolutely win here. If they lose, it puts so much more renewed pressure on Kirk Cousins to prove himself worthy of the deal Minnesota have given him. Brilliant. That was five matches, seven minutes. All right. Come and make radio with us. Join URY now. URY.org.uk forward slash get involved. Okay, um, quick time to do my favourite new feature that I've only just made up, the trading block. Players okay. who we like to think or think will be traded. I've got five players here. We're going to talk about if we think they're going to be traded, to who, and we're going to try um, and do it in like three minutes or something. Alrighty, Andy Dalton, will he be traded? Uh, I don't really know on that one. How about you? I'm going to say that they will try and shop around for him. They'll try and get quotes. Um, yeah. I think I think the team could take him with a third-round draft pick. I don't know if I want to say Chicago would, because, I mean, they, they should be desperate at this point, even just yeah. have a quarterback take them to yeah. the end of the year. But that's sort of a team he would be most likely to go to. Let's look at players who, have, who might be on the trade block due to the success of other players. So let's start with a guy who might be worried about Kyle Allen's success. Cam Newton, will he be traded? I don't know if Cam Newton gets traded or he just hangs it up at this point. You know, he's suffered quite yeah. a few injuries over the years. He's had no a one successful run. Yeah, no, he's had a successful run of the Panthers. Yeah. Was did he did they win a Super Bowl under him? No, he oh. they made it to the Super Bowl but they lost to Peyton Manning and the Broncos in oh. Super Bowl fifty. Oh right. That was the one success Elway has had with quarterbacks. Yes, exactly. And um, that that one was one that it'd be very hard yeah. to get long. Well, I mean, he could have paid for the Brett Favre retirement tour. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. Due to the success of Gardner Minshew, do we think Nick Foles will be traded? This is another no. another quarterback. The, um, I know as much as the Jaguars won't trade him. This is another quarterback the Bears should be trying to get. Just get anyone, is what yeah, we're saying. Someone get, a, get a person hell, who can throw the trade ball. Trade for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's looked good this year. You know, I, they might want it to be the case because, you know, Nick Foles is probably going to get on later in, in life and they'll probably want Minshew to be their uh, new franchise quarterback. But I think that Foles has been really good. I think that... Uh, well, okay. I say Foles has been really good. That's mostly working off of his time in Philadelphia because we only saw him play for 15 minutes this year. Uh, he's been pretty good in general. I don't think they trade him. Two more. A lot, lot, a lot of talk around Odell Beckham Jr. I don't think he's going to leave. The Browns would just well, not. The Browns would not unless he does an Antonio Brown get rid I of him. I think that this entire thing depends on exactly how the team pans out this year. If they continue to lose, it might just be that the locker room gets too toxic and they implode. Yeah. Because this is exactly what happens to a quote-unquote super team, you know, which the Browns were theoretically meant to be this year. Either they do really well, they'll make it to the Super Bowl, they'll win, or they will go down in absolute flames. And at this point, they're on trajectory for flames. So. And finally, Nate Solder, the Browns have apparently been interested in the Giants. I want to say left tackle. Um, do you think the Giants would get rid of him? I think they could. I the think right they could it. and draft some better defensive talent because God knows they need it. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the trading block. Well, hey. Well, on air. Online. On tap. Union of York's official student radio station. You are why. The 
place are here for you, Will. Uh, I don't know what that are. was at the end. Also, Oof. another player that was, you know, theoretically Oh, sorry, who, did you have more? I had one more, being uh, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. Theoretically placed on injured reserve, but his agent has... and. I've got you know, has been saying that he's he's pretty healthy right now. Could be that the trade uh, the the Patriots given their trade for Mohamed Sanu end up uh, trading him away because honestly he's not been the the transcendent talent yeah. that he's otherwise been on the field. If there was any team to get him, I could say the Steelers, um, mostly because be interesting. You really need a wide receiver that's a threat aside from Juju. Yeah, very true, very true. We have Dante Moncrief! Ooh, Yay! Hey! Everyone's favourite person who can't yeah. catch. Um, let's go into some news then um, before we leave right. you. I, th I think we might have enough time for the power rankings. Is Tom Brady leaving the Patriots? He and his trainer have both put their houses up for sale. There's an opt-out clause at the end of this year. I think, in fact, I think his contract just runs out. becomes an unrestricted possibly, free agent. Yeah. And he seems to be a, a vague when he talks about it. He says, who knows what the future holds? Um, no, though. I mean... It's fast enough. No. Uh, no. I could play the devil's advocate. I could say that maybe this is the point... You know, where he, if he wins another Super Bowl this year, if they go undefeated, he may want to, to make the break and try and risk it in another system. Mm. Um, however, for so many reasons, that's a dumb take. It literally could just be that he wants to move a bit closer to New York City yeah. because that's where Giselle works and she makes more money than him somehow. Um, so, you know, you might as well. Yeah, um, the only team I ever thought I could team going to other than the Patriots is the 49ers because he's a massive fan. Yeah. And if you well, remember the catch, G. he was right there. He was yeah. in the front row, yeah, season no, ticket holders. Um, they uh, they said G. they were betrayed when they, when he wasn't drafted by the 49ers. And yeah, exactly, they've got Jimmy G. Maybe the Bears. Bears, draft a quarterback. Please. Get a quarterback. Just honestly, yeah. Mitchell Trubisky, man. Uh, Mariota um, is playing on the scout team head of the Bucks game this week which means he's been simulating Jameis Winston so that the defence actually knows how to play him but honestly just have hands that tends to yeah, work no, against Jameis Winston put hands out he'll probably you see, throw to you there's not really much much of a news story here I just found it ironic yeah yeah. yeah, one and two in the 2015 draft. Mm. Foles is back in training, and Andy Reid has refused to rule out playing Holmes on Sunday. Like I said, I think that one's mind games. It has Nick to Foles, be. meanwhile, do we see him take the starting job from Gardner Minshew? Quite possibly. I mean, you know, while Minshew magic was real for the first few weeks, I think teams got more tape on him. They managed to figure him out, and he's not been looking as successful since then. Um... While Minchu is a talent, I think he could do with a little more time to mature under Foles and, yeah. and get better at everything. So, you know, he's done an admirable job for a rookie asked to step in and make the most of what he was given. But I think that it would be better if, uh, you know, Foles came back in and, and took over with a more experienced hand. Teams are apparently inquiring about Nick Mullins, the player who came in and had an impressive run last year with the San Francisco 49ers. I wonder if one of them is for Bears. Please get a quarterback. I don't even support Please them. I don't know why. Please get a quarterback. I don't know why I'd care. Look at Mitch Trubisky. Is just they, bad. they want Jay Cutler he back now. He somehow made it to a Pro Bowl, but he was bad even there. Yeah, and finally, um, from Ralph Vaciano on Twitter, Giants coach Pat Shermer on his quarterback son Kyle getting promoted off the Kansas City Chiefs practice squad said, It's good. Maybe he won't have to charge us for Ubers anymore. 
Yeah. Keep up to date with shows, news and more. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at URY1350. We've got six seconds until we go into the um, two-minute drill, but we'll just right, have the yeah. one-and-a-half-minute drill. Yeah. Power rankings now. 32nd, the Miami Dolphins. 31st, Washington. 30th, Cincinnati Bengals. No change. Yeah, mine's basically the exact same there. They're all in the basement of the league. They're not coming out. Yeah, and yet. top three, third New England Patriots, second San Francisco 49ers, and first New Orleans Saints. No change. The Saints are 6 and 1 despite facing the NFL's fourth hardest schedule. And yeah. that's why they're first. I can finally put into a. Um, an actual argument that involves words. I would say Patriots first, Saints second, and then uh, 49ers third. While the 49ers look good, their offense has been meh. The Saints have been doing very well despite a backup quarterback. And honestly, the Patriots, their defense is so scary this year. And let's go into the two-minute drill then. Alex, why do you love the LA Clippers? I said this on Tuesday's show. They shouldn't exist. Like the Chargers, they should not exist as a team. I do not like them existing. I do not like them pretending that they're a big team in LA. Go away. Go back to San Diego. That's for both of you. Go back. They deserve teams. Shoo. Shoo. Um, do, oh, I, I forgot to write the second question down. Um, who is the best backup quarterback in the NFL? Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen, I'm going to say Teddy Bridgewater. Highest paid See, for a reason. I, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think he's been doing well, but I also think they've been running a playbook that suits his strength well. They haven't exactly been going for deep threat stuff. So I'd say Kyle Allen. Best team for Jim Harbaugh to get into the NFL with again. I I don't know. I'm I'm going to say the Bears just because he lives near Chicago. Yeah, might as well. Um, best trade of the year. I've got to say Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, honestly, we'll have to see how Mohamed Sanu turns out, but that could be very good for the Patriots. Absolutely, Gives yeah. Some depth at the wide receiver position. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. My other one was Jalen Ramsey, to be honest, because I think he's mm. done quite well for the LA Rams in one week. And the best city for the NFL to move to in Europe that isn't London. I'm going to say Berlin. There seems to be a reasonable fan base in Germany. Yeah, uh, I could say the same for either Munich as well. Yeah, um, fair enough. You know, Berlin has been. Berlin is not the city that everyone thinks it is a lot of the time. So I think that Hamburg to, then as well. Hamburg, uh, Munich, or Frankfurt could all be very. St. Pauli football. Oh, if you don't know who FC St. Pauli are, absolutely have a look. And that is the end of today's NFL Blitz Overtime. Thank you for listening. My thanks go to Will. Thank you for being here, Will. Well, hey. The NFL Blitz will be back on Tuesday at 6pm to discuss all the games we've just mentioned and celebrate trade deadline day. Well, hey. Until then, I've been Alex Woodward, and don't just have a good weekend. Like the best play in NFL history, have an immaculate one. Good night.